know that when you have a purpose and a calling on your life, there's nothing that nobody, nobody, and nothing can happen. I am Angela C. Wright. Over the top, the gotcha, gotcha. Oh, your numbers has shrunk. He said, I don't know how, why. You're going to have to have mounds of security for me because you're not going to get me. If I wasn't depressed and going through what I was going through, I probably would have never started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Break Free Podcast. I am your host, Free, and y'all are in for a treat today, baby. I have with me none other than Miss Tierra Walton. Hey, y'all. Hey, baby, baby. Okay. okay. You came through. You know, I'm not outside often. Yeah. But whenever I come outside, mm -hmm. I let them know I ain't dead. <laughs> I ain't dead. I heard you were looking for me. And you here? Here I go. I know that's right. <laughs> Today. I feel amazing. I'm so excited. Listen, the enemy was trying to stop this interview like real bad, and here we are. I, I know it's about to be so good. I'm yeah. ready. I'm excited. You're excited. I'm excited too, and I thank you for taking the time out. Like, it just was like so, it, to me, it just came out of left field how I even seen you, yeah. you know, on social media because, you know, like I explained to you before, I was in prison. That, that that part of your life, like I didn't know you, and I I said I said she's so pretty. That's what caught me at first, and then I'm like, Thank let me you. go to her page, <laughs> and then I went to your page and your story, and I heard you saying something. And the way you spoke with such authority, I start saying, oh no, I gotta find out who she is. <laughs> I start sending your page to my friends, like y'all, who is this? Y'all know her, y'all know her. And my one home girl from Indiana, she like, oh yeah, her name she that was Mazani. Did it. I said, baby, I got to reach out to her. <laughs> so here you are in here the flesh. I am. <laughs> I do. And let me just say, I'm really excited to dive into my story with you not knowing who I am mm -hmm. or who I was, because mm -hmm. that's not who I am no more. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Without you knowing who I was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so I'm excited about that part. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that God saves our stories to be told through the lens of someone who will honor where we are and not dwell on where we've been. Oh yeah, of, of yeah. course, of course, of course. And I, and guess what? And I'm thankful that you even feel like, you know, I know you prayed about it of and course. like, okay, it's okay for me to sit down with her yeah. and to share, you know, share Cause the, the people was trying to steal my story free. No, they we gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you about that later. The people was trying to tell my story without my like involvement. I'm telling you, let's get into it. Let's, let's, let's Okay. Just, okay. So you used to go by, trying. you used to go by Mazzini. I used to be Mazzani. Yes. And Mazzani was? The movement, the mogul, the experience. I was once one of the number one entertainers in the country and out the country. I've been to London, Dubai, Jamaica, Bahamas, and I was headed to Africa when the Holy Spirit arrested me. And so on my own recognizance, I went all of those places. I never had a pimp. I never, um, you know, was involved in anything in the underworld that was um, affiliated, affiliated with, with yeah. that kind of like you know, pimp lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't realize is that just because you don't have anybody taking money from you doesn't mean that you don't have people accessing your soul. And so when I I was the queen of King of Diamonds. that King of Diamonds in Miami? Miami? Yeah. You was the queen? Look at that. Look at that. Uh, turn turn uh, that on the back. You see that picture at the bottom? That was a billboard that they had in Miami that said Mazzani, the queen of King of Diamonds. King of Diamonds had that billboard made. So... I was, I was it. 
I so you you was like the, the the it girl basically yeah. like that nothing nothing I'm shutting it down wherever yeah. I go yeah. yeah so like did they used to pay you like to fly to different oh, cities oh yes oh yes oh I used to get paid three thousand dollars to come to the club and then I would get on stage and make probably between three to five thousand mm-hmm. dollars every time and then I was so business oriented that I would route tours. So I I was kind of like the girl who started the touring era. I mean, they were booking young ladies like Black China and Malaya, but I took it to another level because I had a business acumen on me. So I had a spreadsheet. I had a Microsoft spreadsheet, an Excel sheet. Lord, when you in the world, you do not realize the extent that you are going, y'all. I had a spreadsheet with the city, the state, the DJ, the name of the club, and how much they paid me. So if I was booked to go to North Carolina, I would go and look at that spreadsheet, and I would say, well, I can come to South Carolina. It was like a business for me. Yeah. I wasn't treating it like I was a stripper. Like, yeah. I was treating it like a business. And on a good night, like, how much money would you make? So... On a good night, every night for me ended up being a good night because I branded I know that's myself. Right. I know that's right. And even the nights where it wasn't like thousands of dollars, it was experience. So mm-hmm. I was able to perfect my craft. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a pole dancer, so I had millions of uh, people who were interested in me being on the pole. And so a good night for me, financially, a good night for me would be like six, seven thousand dollars. Um, but the thing about me is that even when I was when I was in the world, um, before my name blew up or anything, because it took me about a year and a half to, to bubble the way that I did, but I would go to work every day and I would perform as if it was a full, it was crowd. A full crowd. Yeah. And so I, I now realize that the spirit that had taken over me was wanting me to be the best so that when I came out of it, it would be hard for me to walk away. Yeah, definitely would be yeah. hard to walk away. And, like, my friends tell me, like, rappers used to be at you and, like, all the big-time dope boys used to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> on to my own horn, but beat, beat, no. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I think... For me, because I was my hair was so wrapped up in my businesses, I had a salon, I had a boutique inside of King of Diamonds. I was a teaching. boutique inside of King of Diamonds. Yeah. Oh, that that was and, and this was like what year? This was, I don't know. I is you know, I'm, I mean, only reason why I asked the year is because boutiques wasn't like really really huge no, like back then. No, I just remember no. like a chick named Wendy having one here on Lennox Road. So So that was 2013, 2014. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So you felt like you was gonna make money while you was dancing and, and while you there. If you out you getting all the money from every avenue that you can get the money. I had from. a salon called Mazani Beauty Bar. Mm-hmm. I had the boutique. It was called Open Closet Boutique. Um Oh I taught the pole classes, Mazani Pole Fitness. So I was I was busy. But I wasn't productive. I was just busy. <laughs> <laughs> and so you did you have like a YouTube? Like there was people. I had just a YouTube. Like- I did have a YouTube, child. I had a YouTube. It was about 17, 18,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, my videos would probably do like 700,000 views and things of that nature. Yep. Because people was just kind of drawn yeah. to Mazzani, the dancer, or just, mm-hmm. just your life period. Like, you know what I've come to the understanding, like, since being in ministry and being minister to is that, like, 
people oftentimes confuse influence for anointing. Mm. So I was anointed. Mm -hmm. I've always been anointed to be on um, the mountain of media, on the mountain of influence and things of that nature. But when the enemy had access to me, it would seem as if I was an influencer opposed to that being my anointing and that being what I'm anointed to do. How did you find your calling? Like, how, how, like how, how, how did you find your calling? Because, okay, say for me, like, example, like, we're both preachers' kids. Right. right? So the word is in you. Yeah. Because you're born and you're raised in it, and you can't get away from Even when you grow old and you go your own way, it's still put, that word is it's in your heart. Yeah. But Ain't that a beautiful thing? Yes, girl. Ooh. That's what I tell you. Y'all can say what y'all want to say about me, but, baby, I will walk you down through that Bible. Walk you down through there. But, you know, it for me, it was like God would gave me warnings. Mm-hmm. I seen warnings. If it didn't come through my father, it came through my pastor. And then I remember one night driving, Tierra. I was on the street, and I looked up in the rearview mirror to put some lip gloss on, and the spirit said, you're going to jail. Wow. Plain as day. Plain as day, I'm in the car by myself. Like, I heard it. So I know, like, we... I feel like God give us signs and he give us yeah. warnings, but we choose to do what we continue to do. So, like, did you get warnings? Did you? Well, warning comes before destruction. Of course. So I didn't meet destruction. Mm-hmm. What happened was um, I was grieving really, really, really bad. And so I was already dead. For all intents and purposes, I was dead, and the enemy was just moving me wherever he wanted me to go, do whatever he wanted me to do. And, you know, because the word was in me and the love of God was in me, like that's one thing about me and my heart. I love. And so people, Mm -hmm. experiences, I love I love the process. I love the journey. Like, I love whatever I choose to love is getting 100% of my love. Mm-hmm. And so I won't say that there was a warning um, because I didn't meet destruction. That's just like that whole wave of awakening. I won't say I had an awakening because I woke up in revelations. Mm-hmm. So I had a revelation. Yeah. And I was able to experience God for myself. It didn't have anything to do with my parents' faith or my grandmother's faith or any of those things. It was my turn to walk this thing out. Oh, yeah, because you guess what? You can't go off mom and yeah, daddy, man. No, yeah, it was got, my turn. You got to learn for yourself. It was my turn to walk this thing out. And at the very same time, as me coming into an understanding that I was a seer in the spirit and that I had prophetic giftings, I experienced the kundalini. Tell people what seer is, because I, I know okay. what it is, but a lot of people, you know, our audience might not know, so break uh, it down. Break it down for A them. seer in the spirit is someone who can see in the spirit and God communicates with us through open visions, dreams, and different things. Like, we can see what is coming. Oftentimes, um, our prophetic gifting uh, makes room for us in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So in the kingdom of God, because I was a seer in the spirit that would make me prophetic or mm-hmm. evangelistic. or um, So that's a seer in the spirit. And the kundalini, when I experienced the kundalini, that was a spirit that opened up my third eye and it gave me insight to things that were not of God. Mm-hmm. Systems um, and God don't waste nothing. So everything that I saw in the world or in this experience of the kundalini, God has already showed me that he's going to use that so that I would be one of the ones who's comfortable and confident enough to break people out of the gates of hell, to pull them from the mouth of hell. So everything that I experienced when I was in the world, when I was coming out and I was, you know, it was, it was affecting my dreams and it was affecting my vision and it was affecting my identity and what I thought about myself. I was so 
down about myself because I was like, wow, I've introduced all of these young girls to this lifestyle and it is the gateway for human trafficking. And so mm. just having all of these understandings and then being the best, I wasn't just good, I was the best. Make no mistake. Don't, don't, don't Make get no it. mistake. Oh, don't get it twisted. <laughs> like, this isn't, like, I'm not... It's not a little Bo Peep, baby. <laughs> like, uh, big dog. Big one, not the little one. Woof. But anyway. <laughs> no, but you know what? I'm glad that you're able to be joy, laugh. You because know you mean? know what? I have to get to that point so mm -hmm. that I'll tell people when I walked away from it, I make no mistake, I don't regret it. Yeah. I was yeah. a big dog. I had big house. I had nice cars. But when I walked away from it, I do not feel no way about walking away from the world. Mm -hmm. I don't feel no way about starting over. I don't feel no way about any of it because I know what God is doing in me. I have full faith in God. I have That's full right. faith in my assignment and my journey and my purpose and even being able to pray for the people who have betrayed you through the understanding of your purpose. That's what I was about. My next question was, how many girls used to try to get under you just because you was the They girl? didn't have to try. Mm -hmm. I was so thirsty for acceptance i would just welcome people into my circle i was buying friends i i didn't have no real friends around me. Mm. Ain't nobody like me for real. Because on the inside, they was, they was you know, wanted to be you. Like, no, because I was mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was mean. Yeah. But I was grieving. I was 23 years old. My boyfriend got killed. I was the, I had all this responsibility on me. I was just, I was just hurting, mm -hmm. you know? And so people who were around me, they were around me for their own benefit. And even knowing that I don't feel no way about it yeah. because they were able to experience the goodness of God through a person, mm -hmm. even when I was in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, and the people that tried to steal your story, what they, <laughs> what? you don't have to say names. You don't have to, you don't have to say names. Girl, I didn't even pee. See, cause Nicki Minaj say ain't no friends in the game. Mm -hmm. But see, I didn't know that I was playing. You didn't even know it was a game. I didn't even know it was playing. a game that existed. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'm not paying attention to. First of all, I don't watch TV. Mm -hmm. I don't have a TV in my room. I like I don't watch TV. I'm not programmed. Mm -hmm. I don't have you those. You have to watch Break Free Podcast. Oh, okay? I, I can't wait. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> But I, I didn't know that it was a game. I didn't know anything about the Matrix. I didn't know anything about clout. Like, clout is such a foreign subject to me because everything that I said I was, I was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no... Had to put on. I ain't had like to that. put on. Yeah. You know, and then the reality of things is that I was in the underworld. Mm -hmm. So there were levels in the underworld that people couldn't access unless they had permission from the gatekeeper mm -hmm. you know what I mean so there there was certain experiences that I had with people where I was trying to look out for them in the space of like I'm I'm trying to look out for you like this person is coming up against what you got going on and their allegiance and it's not them because it's never the person it's always, always the principality the it's always yeah. the principality and so so understanding man like 
it ain't no friends in the game. Yeah. They wasn't friends with each other. They wasn't friends with me. They wasn't friends with themselves. So getting out of that space took time. And on the way over here, I was like, how can I word this about them trying to steal my story? Mm-hmm. And the, the basics of it is that everyone is a storyteller. Right. Everyone has a story time. Mm-hmm. And when you come into someone's world or someone's story or someone's life, they are the main character of their story. Right. God will remove you from their story if your main character and their main character does not align. Mm-hmm. If you, who God is calling you to be and who they have decided to be, through not answering the call of God, mm-hmm. don't align it. It's not yoke. God will separate you from them people. Yeah, and it so, hurts sometimes because you you feel like that's your friend. So or you that's love when I saw, that's the signs and the warnings that God gave me about people. Mm-hmm. Never necessarily about my journey or me coming out. It was always about people. There was a woman that prayed for me and said, I pray that nobody that mean you no good, anybody that mean you no good get revealed before 2016. And my whole world came crumbling down three days three days afterwards. Wow. Three days. It took three days mm-hmm. for my whole world to come crumbling down. And I prayed. When my world was coming down, when I was being met with betrayal, when I was being met with, you know, um, division and identity crisis, I prayed. How, how did you not become bitter? Because of the betrayal. You know, because I'm not going to lie. When my boyfriend took the stand and testified against me, I was bitter. I'm so churchy, so I'm going to say this, but then I'm going to explain it in, like, not such a churchy way, right? Okay. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Mm -hmm. And so in the street terms is I'm better than all of what you trying to make me even experience. So even if I do have to experience that, even when you had to go through watching him get on, what was in you was greater Mm -hmm. than what was in him. Yeah. Whether it be loyalty. Whether it be God, whether it be your morals, your integrity, your principles, greater is in me. Because I'm in alignment with the will of God for my life now. So now that I have this um, revelation of greater is he that is in me, I can't do nothing but pop my collar and get ready for whatever is about to happen. I know that's right, okay? (laughs) If y'all gonna take me down through there, y'all gonna take me down through there. Mm -hmm. And I went down through there. Like, it wasn't, I didn't always look like, this I didn't always look like you know you don't look like what you've been through there were some times where I was looking like what I was going through but I had to but no people knew Mm -hmm. people were making if I watched see one thing about being a seer in the spirit the gifts are without repentance so I watched people laugh at me I watched people create stories and storylines and treat my spirit treat my soul as if I was a dog yeah because the Bible says, so like a dog returned to his vomit, vomit, so to a fool to his folly. So yeah. the dog space, me being operating in the space of a dog or or playing fetch with my soul was me returning and feeling as if I have anything to say to these people any more other than lose her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I got to get to a point where I can be the vessel of deliverance for you because you need deliverance. Mm-hmm. You're letting the devil use you to come against me and I'm not the enemy. Yeah. So, yeah, they tried to steal my story because they didn't want to be the villain in my story. And so the, the, the story, like, like people, like producers wanted your story or they, mm-hmm. and you just didn't want it, or they was trying to act like they were you. 
No, um, so everything in that era or in that space was spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so there was just a ton of rejection that I was facing, that I was experiencing. I mean, people who I had been there for and done things for, they would just, like, not answer the phone. They would look at my Instagram story but not connect. Like, it was literally the space of, like, I don't want nothing to do with you until you come out of what you're going through. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I wonder how do they feel now? Because you came out of it. I mean, call me if you need prayer. You know who you are. <laughs> Here I am. I mean, like, it, it just, for me, I in my mind, I was like, if you knew how ambitious I was in the world, this is without imagine? the kingdom yeah. of God behind yeah. me. Yeah, you got to know I'm going to the mountaintop. You got to know. Yeah. That's what you got to know. Yeah, you got to know. You got to know nothing going to stop me. But it was torment. When the enemy is involved, it's not the person. It's the principality. Yeah. And so what is in them from generations, from years, from moments where they didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to me, where I wasn't able to be talked to, where people didn't feel like they can tell me anything, it all boiled up and it festered. Mm -hmm. And it became that, get it how you live. That's basically how they was treating me, like, get it how you live. Did people think you was crazy? Absolutely. It was a, a promoter in the Bahamas that offered me $10,000 for a weekend. I told them, I said, you might not have seen, but I don't dance no more. And what did they, what did they say, T? You know, it's art what you do. It's not, you don't got to take your clothes off. So now here go the devil come making all of these different different dress it up and make it real for me type mm -hmm. situations yeah. and it's like you're an entertainer you're not just you're not a stripper you're this you're that and i'm like i'm not doing none of what y'all talking about in no way shape or form are y'all ever gonna get me back on stage and you walked away what year did you walk away 16 2016 and do you remember that night when you just said like Absolutely, I remember it. Tell I was about it. Oh man, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um and I spent the weekend there. I spent the weekend there with a young lady um that I used to be cool with, but I wasn't really even spending time with her. I was spending time with another young lady who had did my makeup that night. Mm -hmm. So that night, I couldn't even really pull myself together to perform. The girl, her name is Chan. Hey, Chan. <laughs> Chan had to help me pull myself together to go out there and perform because they had already paid me and the people was already there. And I was already at the venue. Yeah. So I do this last performance, and then I tell her, I said, I'm done. I said, I felt like I was going to get shot. I felt like somebody was going to kill me. And it was Martin Luther King Jr. birthday. <laughs> and so I was like, Martin didn't die for this. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at her. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at her. I'm laughing at her. <laughs> it was Martin's birthday. You was dropping butt. You just was like, he ain't die for this. He ain't die for this. But, you know, honestly, I did get very um, sensitive to what our ancestors went through mm -hmm. when I was coming out of the world because it hit me that the amount of influence that I had, that I was creating my legacy. And I did not want my legacy to be confused with this moment in my life. Because a lot of girls looked up to you. 
Did yeah. you ever hear like girls saying like, "Oh, I wish I was a designer"? Mm-hmm. You did. Even to this day, like I was in church the other day, and this mm-hmm. girl was like, "I was like, hey." She was like, "I know who you who you are." I said, "Yeah." She was like, "I used to watch your channel when I was like 16, 17 years old, and say, I want to be her." Wow. And I was like, "Look at where we are now." Yeah. We both at church. We both walking in alignment and, and on, on assignment. And that was just a beautiful thing to me. So, Did you ever think about that? You didn't look at it like that when you was dancing. Like You didn't look at it like I that. never glorified the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I would say that I don't glorify this lifestyle. I just live it. That was kind of like one of my things. Um, yeah, my mantras. One of my mantras was like, I don't glorify this lifestyle. I just live it. And then I did a tour with two other young ladies, and it was called the pole model tour and we and i said we're not role models we're pole models you know you could come up with a line marketing branding building that was my thing yeah and how did you how old were you when you got started dancing about 18 i was introduced to the underworld through a girl at my church how like what happened tell me what happened i just was desperate for friends and one day you know um we ended up hanging out hooking up hanging out and she was like this is what i do and i was like okay and that kind of just blossomed from there and this was in miami no i'm from detroit okay oh, this so you was in started detroit, in detroit mm-hmm. and then you from detroit you went to miami mm-hmm. did you ever dance here in atlanta mm-hmm. i danced everywhere Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Well, you know I don't know. I got to ask. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I was a feature dancer. So um, at the height of my, well, I left probably what people would consider the height of my career because um, I don't think after I got high that I ever experienced any lows um, in the natural. But spiritually, I experienced a lot of lows. But um, I was a feature dancer, so they would pay me to feature at their club. Okay. Yeah. And was that was that trend like set with you? Like was that a trend that started? Yeah. Or other girls was like kind of already no. featured dancers. I mean, so the era that I came up in was Black China, mm-hmm. and then so Black China was getting booked, but Black China was like the only one getting booked. And then there was Tip Drill, but Tip Drill wasn't really taking booking. She was just known at King of Diamonds and in Miami. And then there was Mazzani. Tip Drill actually told Disco Rick, who was the manager at King of Diamonds, like, Mazzani is going to be the only person that will ever be able to come after me. She did? hmm And she felt like nobody else could? hmm And so for you to get, so you, you, are you, would you, are you a natural, like, could you just dance because, like, you can? I really couldn't even dance, girl, to be completely honest with you. I'm just athletic, so I'm strong. So I was a pole dancer. Okay. okay. But, like, all that, like. Can shake your butt. Yeah, no, that's not my ministry. (laughs) Girl, I know that's not your ministry. So, like, a a pole dance is different than a dancer. Absolutely. You just. Basically, like, you can go it's all the athletic. way up and come down. So you had real good upper body strength. Mm-hmm. So, I still do. So do you think, like, um, I know you said you never, ever had a pimp. How do you feel like you avoided? it? I think that I was fortunate enough to build and be seen as a brand. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm probably a little bit intimidating as well, being from Detroit. And being as outspoken as I am and being um, as authoritative as I am. Like, I was a boss in the world. Like, I'm I'm in my humble era because I want God to use me. But yeah. before, I, it was none of that. I was a boss. I, I, want, I, I knew who I was. I was 
confident in who I was. Um, and I move that way. I move confidently. And so I don't think that a pimp would allow for me to be around his girls because I would probably be considered poison yeah, yeah. to his stable. Yeah. So that's how you was able to avoid. Did any pimps ever try to approach you? Um. So funny thing is, I would say like pimps are the guys who consider themselves your boyfriend while you in this world, while you in that game. They like your boyfriend. They like, and then it just turns into that because women naturally want to submit. Women naturally want to nurture. Women naturally want to be that way. So I don't know about the submit now. I want to nurture, but I don't know if I want to submit. Even though I'm supposed to. Okay, so when I say women, I don't mean us. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like, we cut from a different cloth. Yeah. We have a different understanding of what we are called to do. Women are called to be the helpmate. Mm -hmm. But what happens in the underworld is that there is no cause worthy enough of helping. Right. So there is no need to be a helpmate. Mm -hmm. So when I say they want to submit, that I mean they want a daddy. Mm. They want somebody to... Tell them you're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Keep it up. They validation. want validation. Okay. They want validation. Mm -hmm. But no, no, there was no individual man that needed to validate me because the whole world was. Yeah. So. Okay, Poppy. Okay. Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I caught that. I caught that. The whole world was. So what type of men did you date? <clears throat> I want y'all to know this disclaimer. I am saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I am free indeed. They know that already. But. <laughs> I dated guys in the streets. I dated drug dealers. Mm -hmm. I dated drug dealers. And um, I dated people who needed to be healed. And people who were in their own um, way. So, so do you feel like um, that's all you ever dated was drug dealers? Or I dated a square one time. And what happened? I dated a square one time, y'all. And this man... Tried to destroy my mental health. Baby, this man introduced me to this lady that was supposed to be my mentor. And he was screwing me and screwing her. Um, upon all of that, like this is who this is one of the people who tried to steal my story. He uh he actually saw me act in intercession and prophecy while I was in the world. And so he was privy to the knowledge and the information of me not knowing who I am and what I have. Mm -hmm. And so he was narcissistic in his ways, but it all turned out to be for the greater good because all of what he did pushed me into who I am now. Wow. So all of his narcissistic ways and even the woman who he introduced me to, she picked up his ways and became narcissistic. And she created and alienated me from my own story. Um, man, shout out to y'all. Y'all know exactly who y'all are. To God be the glory. I mean, honestly, look at me now. But people don't. But you know what, T? People don't realize you need a Judas and a John. In your oh life. man, you need a Judas and a John. You need it. And and we we don't like the Judases. But guess what? The Judas is necessary. So necessary. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I dated a square once, and um, I just think that overall the manipulation and the brainwashing that I experienced from that relationship showed me that it's not about being square. It's not about being a street dude. It's about being aware of what you have. And when you give people access to something that they never experienced before, you have to be held accountable for how they treat you. Right. Right. So I'm held accountable for you never having experienced something real, true, and genuine, something anointed and something gifted. I'm held responsible for that. You're not responsible for that. I'm responsible for that. What did What did that do with your trust for, like, women, to trust other women? Nobody can change my character. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I mean, I done been snaked. I done been a snake. I didn't. I didn't hurt people people have hurt me nobody can change what I'm going after and when I found out that I was going after something that was bigger than me in terms of being a part of the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. nothing because God sends people to bless you he may send a woman to bless me he has sent a woman to bless me my best friend has been one of the biggest blessings in my life Suzette yeah Yeah. Yeah. shout out to Suzette (laughs) has been one of the biggest blessings in my life just in terms of me knowing myself building my community pushing me making Making me go further, not allowing me to to be a victim of my experiences. So a woman that hurt me can only see me be a better version of who God has called me to be even after they hurt me. Even after they hurt me. Even after they hurt me. Even after they betrayed me. How did you and Suzanne, how did y'all meet? Shout out to Mr. Play. Mr. Play introduced us. Mr. Play is a poppin' DJ from the UK. I used to get booked in London probably like three times a year. Wow. Yeah, and so he was the DJ that was uh, over there, and um, he was like, I know I think it's somebody who I want you to meet y'all both on your path and I think that y'all would be like really good for each other and so he introduced us and it's been like history ever since that's what's up it's been like I mean real kingdom building um she helped me build my community the secret place international which is a community of women with prayer and fasting and just going after God I mean it's been history she just pours, yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it's a, it's a even pour. Mm-hmm. It's not the space where it's like I'm just being pulled from. It's not the space where there's such great expectations of who I used to be and what I used to be capable of. In fact, she helped me to shed a lot of my old ways and my old thinking just by um, reassuring me that the person that I am now is way more lit than the person because that I used to be. Because have you ever struggled with that? Like, after leaving, have you ever struggled? I know you said you never, ever wanted to go back. I'm not saying go back. I'm saying, have you ever struggled with it, like? It's ego. Yeah. It's ego. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was I, str- I won't say that I struggled with my ego, but there were times in my life where I was like, why, why are these people playing with me? Like, I was dealing with this one guy, and, uh, <laughs> And y'all, he tried to play me ball head, and I got edges, and it was crazy. <laughs> like, what did he do to you? He just, he was just trying to be manipulative. And for someone, someone like me who's pouring into you 
in the space that you're in. Mm -hmm. So the space that he was in was fine for me. I don't expect for everybody to be at the level that I'm at spiritually, mentally, emotionally. But, like, it was this space that he was coming from that just wasn't pure. Mm -hmm. And it hurt because... Do you think he felt like he had to be something other than to talk to you? Because you do have a big personality. You have a big personality. So maybe, do, did you ever think that, like, maybe he just was trying to... I think he liked Mazzani. Oh, okay. And then he got access to Tierra. And he didn't like Tierra. He liked he or he lust after Mazzani. He lust after Mazzani mm -hmm. and probably was loving Tierra, loving what Tierra was showing him. Mm -hmm. Loving, you know, because I was so spiritually awakened and spiritually in tune that even I fell with him. Like I, I fornicated with him. And the Holy Spirit dealt with him so strong. I'm sure that the Holy Spirit dealt with him so strong that he would avoid me. He would like literally just go on, go days without converse, conversation. But then when he come back, it'll be like, you know, I'm not tripping about you miss going missing. Like, and we don't have to fall. Like, I can build you up. You can build me up. We don't have to fall. Yeah. We can be friends. Yeah. But I mean. Once you go to a waterfall, do you honestly ever not want to go back to a waterfall? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Did you ever have, like, home so-called friends that, like, wanted to be with your boyfriends? Or <laughs> There was this one time at band camp. No. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know she's a slight comedian, too, right? I, I think y'all figured that out by now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Us. Glory to God. It. Hallelujah. You have to set the people free, T. Tell us about it. <laughs> so when so when a lady prayed for me and said, I pray that anybody that don't mean you no good get revealed before 2016. My my delusion, he wasn't my boyfriend, I was delusional about him. My delusion at the time called me and said, I love you and you a good girl and I can't be fake no more. And he hung up the phone and sent me a picture of my best friend with his name on her finger. <laughs> Not Suzette, though. <laughs> Serious? Yeah, and so immediately I began to pray because I knew that this is sent to take me out. I loved her. Like, every state I'd ever been to, every country, every booking I'd ever been to, she was my plus one. So I loved her. So when I said earlier... In the interview, was there ever warning? She had tried to cut me off multiple times. She had a baby shower, didn't invite me to it. Like, she had tried to separate herself from me multiple times. But I loved her. Was the baby her. by him? Girl, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that was short-lived. Mm -hmm. Their situation was short-lived. And um, he ended up getting indicted and asking me to flip his money. And I just was so befuddled. Like, I'm not flipping no money. I'm not flipping no money for you. you first of all, you hot as fisheries. I'm not going to jail for you. Two, like, tell get somebody else to do it. He probably thought, though, because you said that was your delusion, how much you he knew you loved him. I had his name tattooed on me, too. Did he get it removed? I got it covered up. But, see, I'm inked like the subway in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> he told me, to go, go tap my name. Okay, like, all right. That was no big deal. It's Tuesday date. Yeah. Like, Hey, can you tap me real quick? You know, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that deep kind of like, and also I was grieving through all of these experiences y'all are hearing. I was grieving, so I was dead. Mm -hmm. There was no connection to the spirit 
other than grief. Yeah. So when the Bible says that he is near to the brokenhearted, that is a real thing because all of what I experienced, he saved me from the consequences of based on the fact that I was grieving. Tell me about a time that you felt like. You Wait, were- I ain't done telling you about the, the other situation. Okay, finish up. Okay, so oh, boom. Excuse me, Shotty. So look, so so um, there's this really deep moment that I had in my walk mm-hmm. where I had to choose you this day who you will serve. And when I said that I experienced the Kundalini at the same time as I experienced being a seer in the spirit, what happened was the Kundalini wanted me to sacrifice someone. And tell tell them what the Kundalini is. The Kundalini is a spirit that um, helps to awaken you, and it's new age, very new age. I'm ignorant to it because it really just didn't pique my interest. I really love the Lord, um, but. Uh, there there essentially was like this knowledge and this information that I was given about people and experiences in my life. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy wanted to pervert my gift. What I was given as intercession, the enemy wanted to use as a badge of protection for people who did not honor my gifts. What I was given as prophetic, the enemy wanted to pervert as me being a... I guess like a witch or something. I'm not sure what the balance of it is, but so they wanted you to sacrifice my old best friend, the the one who slept with you, dude. Yeah, and I don't even know if she's aware of that. That at one point in life she was on the chopping block, and even after what she did to you, still I, said no. Yeah, because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. that's big too. Yeah, so I, I could see all of the opportunities and all of the, the shows and all of the things that, 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 that was promised to me if I would tell my story from a broken or hurt place, it would have sacrificed her. I don't mean sacrifice like ritual and go light candles. I mean not healing and telling your story and not taking an accountability. See, the old version of me would say she slept with my boyfriend, but the new version of me understands that I was in delusion and he was never mine. And she was only a tool at the moment that the enemy used because God had gave me warning about my lifestyle and she was a part of my lifestyle and not meant to be a part of my life. How did you know you really genuinely had changed? Because, like, me personally, I look at, I tell people that Jesus is the way right now. Mm -hmm. You you get what I'm saying? A lot of people want to put on airs as if it's God, 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 God. But really they just use it because they see it's a wave. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's sad to say, but it's the truth. Like, but me sitting here talking to you, I know that you've changed. I can see that you've changed. Mm -hmm. I can sense that you've changed. You still have that that joy, that joyful spirit that I imagine that you had before. You get what I'm saying? You just, you've just changed, you know, you just, your focus is now God. I was restored. Mm-hmm. And so I know that I changed because I was restored. Mm-hmm. What was restored unto me is something that was lost when I was lost. Mm-hmm. And so understanding 
that even with people thinking that Jesus is the wave or people entering their Christian era or God era or anything of that nature, that God gets the glory. When I came into that understanding and I was no longer offended by people wanting to use God as a wave, use Jesus as a wave, and when I came into an understanding that God gets the glory, even though the enemy is attempting to distract people from what real true salvation is, God gets the glory because ultimately people can feel when you have the kingdom of God in you. Yeah. Yeah. Or how they say real recognize real, the spirit recognizes spirit. Exactly. Yeah. So I knew that I was changed by my need to not express that I was changed. Right. So you don't even care about if it was naysayers or people be like, oh, she, she, she just doing whatever she doing. I don't even know what they are saying. Right. In one of my mentorship programs, um, it's called Walking in Authority. And in, in one of the weeks, it, it talks about that's what I believe. When your foundation is set on what you believe, you can walk boldly in authority. I don't have to convince people that I'm saved. Yeah. I don't need your acceptance, your acknowledgement, your approval, or your applause. Yeah. I need for when I get to heaven for my father to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't need people to recognize who I used to be and, and say, oh, you've come a long way. I don't need acceptance from man because my understanding of God is that you got to get a no from man in order to get a yes from God. Mm-hmm. God and man do not align. You want to preach today? <laughs> Child. If they need it. <laughs> was there ever a time that um was there ever a time that you felt like you was at your lowest? Yeah, that time with them with my friend and my delusion. Mm-hmm. That was probably like my, my lowest because I couldn't shake back. I couldn't shake back. I couldn't recover. I hadn't told anybody what happened. I didn't go to the internet. Like how y'all see a lot of these girls go on the internet and blast their friends and things of that nature. That wasn't my thing. So even when I would, for instance, there was a time I did a photo shoot and I made a caption like, I had on like a snakeskin jacket and I had a caption like, oh, some old friends wanted to take a picture. <laughs> Like, that's not funny, for you. It is funny. <laughs> like, even but it, that. It, it would go, oh, you know, that was one that kind of. But that I was felt bad like even it. after that. Yeah, you was convicted. Yeah. I was convicted. Yeah, yeah, but still, I don't care. It was a hot caption. <laughs> yep, it was a Write hot it down, caption. y'all. <laughs> Wear some snake skin. Write it down. Yeah. Some old. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, so that was like a low point. That was a low point because I was trying to be like them and I'm not like them. Yeah. So that was low in my identity. I was trying to be like the people who had hurt me and I couldn't. So it was like, God, why are you upholding me to this high standard of relationship when I want to be just as petty as them? Right. Right. That was low. People don't think. Like, your mind will play tricks on you. Like, every caption somebody make, you'll think it's about you. You know, and then there was a season in my life where I was cool with one of the writers from The Shade Room. And um, I didn't do Love and Hip Hop. I filmed one episode, and the Holy Spirit revealed to me just how demonic everything was. And so I didn't do it. But I knew that there was a certain amount of energy that I had. 
that the world was going to try to cipher from me. They were going to try to take it from me. And I remember being cool with this guy. He was one of the writers from the Shade Room. And I remember when the Shade Room started to uh, use these colors, these, these different colors. And immediately I knew that my story was under surveillance again based on the colors that the Shade Room was using because wow. I'm not going. Like, there's no way that I'm going. Yeah, I'm not I'm not playing the game. Y'all never going to get me to play the game. I'm only going to talk about Jesus and every opportunity that y'all think that y'all are presenting to me. I see that it's a trap. So what made you sit down with me? Holy Spirit, your genuineness, um, your because we didn't know each other. No. Yeah, I still haven't looked at probably like. A year down from your post, like I don't know your story. I don't know, like I don't know yeah. what it was mm-hmm. other than me knowing that God is in the room. Yeah. So when God is in the room, then He gets the glory, even for missteps. Yeah. So you know, I I was confident in the um, breaking free from being silent. Yesterday, um, our pastor talked about having a voice. And shout out to MC City. Um, and talking about the muzzle being put on your mouth. I knew for a fact that I had something to say. I knew that I wanted to say I experienced this. I went through this. This was a part of my story. This was a part of my life. But getting to a point where you're not bitter about it, getting to a point where you're not glorifying it, getting to a point where it's not your God, because sometimes people's experiences become their God and they hold themselves to that standard of experience. So it's like I was Mazzani, so I should be getting energy interviews from the real and I could have been doing this and I could have been doing that and I could have been here and I could have been there having an understanding that I'm not my experiences yeah I'm the experience I know that's right <laughs> say it again I'm not my experiences I'm no, the no, experience no 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 say it with that same energy <laughs> no. Child, I'm not my experiences yeah. I'm the experience that's right that's you right. know, I'm the I'm I'm confident in what God is doing in my life, and when He gives me the opportunity to come outside, look and fly, then you know I seize the moment. Yeah, I yeah. seize the day. I seize the opportunity. But if God is not in it, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm not doing it, it because I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And free. Um, well, you don't know, but free came from when I was in prison. Mm-hmm. So I was sentenced to 30 years as a first-time nonviolent offender meaning I had never been in no trouble, none. I was a school teacher, and my out date was 2033. But I knew that I was not going to do all that time. And so as time went on for a while, I was caught up in prison. I was caught up in that prison world. You get what I'm saying? I got there. I, um, I didn't understand it at first because I had never been in any trouble. But once I laid back, and, you know, we, we peep things out fast. Think, you know, we pay if you pay attention, you put me anywhere. I pay attention, I'm gonna map it out and I'm gonna be running it. Mm-hmm. And that's how it went. So long, you know, long behold, I always say, I feel like God would have delivered me from prison earlier had I got the lesson, had I did what I was supposed to do. But no, I got there and I was hustling, I was tricking the officers to bring stuff into prison. I was hustling. You you get what I'm saying? But then when I came to my senses, one day I was coming down, the way the chapel is, it looked over the prison compound. And it reminded me of the children of Egypt wandering around for 30 years. Jesus. And I was coming down the steps, and that's how the compound is, like a U. 
And I told God, I don't want to wander in this place for 30 years. And that day forth, I made up my, in my mind that I was going to do what I needed to do to get out of prison because it was always in my mind that I was coming home anyway. But that's where Free came from. I changed my tone to stop calling me Angie. Don't call me Angie no more. Call me Free. If you don't call me Free, I'm not going to answer to you, you know. But it was just about taking a muzzle off. Yes. Speaking exactly what I wanted to see happen in my life. And lo and behold, I came home January 13, 2021. And then understanding even Paul and Silas, right? Like, they were incarcerated for a moment mm -hmm. for someone else's freedom. Right. Because the guard ran up to them and said, what do I have to do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to know your God? Yeah, yeah. You know? And, I, so and I was there. And, and sometime in our selfishness, we be wanting what we want, and I wanted my freedom. That's what I wanted. So I, in my selfishness of wanting my freedom, sometimes it got in the way of me seeing why I was there. Yes, I broke the law. That's that's on the surface. But what was the under? What was the spirit? What was yeah. I here for? And and I was there for. It was a lot of women I wrote paperwork for that went home, and it was people that I had to meet. And my friend that I told you about from Indiana, Deanna, who told me, you know, like, oh, that was Mazzani. She told, she said before she came to prison, God told her it was somebody she had to meet. Mm -hmm. And she said she was thinking in her mind it was somebody she had to go help. But after she met me and we formed this friendship, she realized, no, she needed me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I, even though that was like a time period in my life, I still thank God for it. And, and it's not like, yeah, I was gone 14 years, and, and my son was 10 when I left and 25 when I came home. But, Tierra, when I feel like God has restored the years, I don't feel like I was gone 14 years. I don't feel like I was gone. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where that's why it has been such an elevate, you know, acceleration yeah. in my life that I've been able to come home and do the things that I said I wanted to do because if I if I brought all those people <laughs> to the drug world, imagine how many people that I can bring to God. Amen. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny cuz you were you were getting ready to say elevation and then you said acceleration. When I was over on my way over here to do the interview, I was praying and normally when I pray, I'm very Father, in the name of Jesus, like, I really am a warfare prayer. Yeah, I've heard you pray. I've been your things. I just don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, so this time I was like, I just want to talk to you. And I said, God, I am open to however you want to elevate me at however the acceleration wow. is. Wow. And so to hear you say that is another reason why I was comfortable because I know that the Holy Spirit is here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this book, A okay. Reason to Pray. If you take prayer into the fire, when you come out, you won't smell the smoke. Mm, you won't smell like smoke. You won't smell like smoke. Yeah. Oh, I said the won't smell like smoke. Yeah. Meshach, Meshach, when the demon go. Yeah, it, it, it's giving, it's giving Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but really what it's giving is... Man, and, and yeah, definitely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but we got to get to a point where... The fire that's in us, the fire that we're in becomes the fire that's in us. Right. So it's it's giving a little Jeremiah too, mm -hmm. because the book is a representation, it's a prayer, it's a collection of prayers from A to Z. Mm -hmm. So it's um anointing, brokenness, clean heart, and all of those things are representative representative of the fire that you are in. And then once you read it and you get through it and you have an understanding of what each thing is and you have a prayer for your anointing, you have a prayer for when you're feeling broken, then the fire that you are in becomes the fire that's in you. Okay. I'm going to read just a little bit 
I'm going to read a little bit for you guys. It's, we're talking about faith, F, because she said it's A to Z, so each letter outlines a word. So you need it. Whether you have a mustard seed or a mountain of it, you need faith. How important is faith? Faith, so the foundation of our relationship with God is faith. Mm-hmm. Faith in Jesus, faith in our journey, faith in our obedience, faith in our sacrifice. It's all of these things and faith. So if you have no, without faith, it's, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. So if our inter- entire journey and purpose on this earth is to please God and you need faith to do it, then faith is the only thing next to salvation that is important. Yeah. So tell me something that you believe in God for. It doesn't have to be right now. Something that Minister Tierra wants to see God do in her life. Something, something big, something huge. I'm believing my community, the Secret Place International, to be um, foundational in women's lives. I want people to feel like I got to get to one of these retreats. I got to get in the room. I got to get at the table. And I want people to understand that this is not one of those things where you have to sit at the table. You can be in the room and be blessed. Right. Tell tell them where they can find. How how can women become a part? Is it for men too or is it just women? It's women right now okay. because I'm not married. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, I believe that things have to be done decently and in order. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Secret Place International is for women right now until I have a covering of a husband. And so um, that's not an invitation for y'all. <laughs> to shoot y'all shot. <laughs> Don't. Don't get in your DM. Get in my DM. Don't get in mine either. Asking me, dude, could I have a contact information? I don't have it. Okay. Don't tell them where they can get you. But the the Secret Place International, um, the website is www.thesecretplaceintl. And funny story about INTL, right? I remember, and this is no shade to my girl Angela White, because to God be the glory. But there was a season in my life where she was like the big homie, right? So her name on Instagram was Black China MIA. And so I got to, she she came to Detroit and she told me, you should come to Miami. So I came to Miami. Yeah. I come to Miami. I'm building myself up or whatever the case may be. We're cool. And um, I changed my name on Twitter to Mazani MIA. Mm-hmm. And at the time we were doing like this Thursday night or whatever. And um, we had did a photo shoot. She had a, a blonde bag. I had a black bang and she messaged me. She called me or something, texted me or something. It was like, can you change your name on Twitter? Because people think that you're me. So I changed it. And I changed it to Mazani I-N-T-L, Mazani International. Okay, one second. Well, why I thought you said? Okay, go ahead. Change your name to. I changed my name to Mazani International, and I literally became an international entertainer from her little dog and me. So, <laughs> see, I see she's changed too. To God be the glory. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah I see she's yeah. changed too. Yeah. So, um, the, the, your ministry, you just want it to be intent. Well, it will be. Yeah, it's, it's intentional, so it will be. Yeah. You know, but that's what I'm believing God for. I'm believing God for my community to grow. And 
what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I would tell my 18-year-old self to understand seasons and that it doesn't have to end dramatically, mm-hmm. traumatically, or nastily. And that's with relationships, that's with friendships. Sometimes when seasons change, we get so offended and we get so caught up in our experiences with these people. We're so afraid that they're going to expose us. We're so afraid that they're going to just do all of these things that we don't consider that there's a such thing as a divine disconnection. And if we allow for God to disconnect us with divine purpose, then people will have a muzzle on their mouth and won't even be able to say anything negative about you because you didn't end it traumatically, dramatically, or nastily. Okay. All right. And one last question. Tell me something that you feel like you need to break free from. I feel like I need to break free from my expectations of other people. I feel like a lot of times, and and then to part, my expectations of other people and then sometimes my unwillingness to see people for exactly who they are. And they're in my perception of them or what God has shown me they could be, their potentiality becomes my prison. And I'm Mm. locked up based on what I see that they have the potential to be. Well, there you all have it, a reason to pray. Make sure y'all get it, A to Z prayer guide. And, baby, you heard it here first, honey, from the pole to the pulpit. Ah! I'll see y'all next time. Here we go. (laughs) I'll see y'all next time. And remember, it's always delusion until they see it happen. Bye.